Welcome to the Awaken to Grace podcast and the first episode of our brand new series called The Marriage Conversation. In this first episode, we are going to be talking about the difference between the marriage brochure that culture tries to sell us and the marriage blueprint that we can find in the Bible, which is God's actual design for a healthy vibrant and fulfilling marriage. We are joined in this series by Pastor Chad and his wife of 12 years, Sadie. Together, they have four children and are so gracious to be open and honest about their own struggles and how the Lord has worked in their marriage and how today it is as fun, fulfilling, and as exciting as it's ever been. Well, I am so excited that you are beginning this journey with us on this Awaken to Grace Resources for Marriage. Uh, We have just finished a great marriage conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we wanted to sit down together, have some great conversations around marriage enrichment. And we want to take some of the content that we taught at this marriage conference and share it with you and hopes that this is going to be uh, really impactful, really helpful really beneficial to your marriage or your future marriage. So we spent a lot of time in preparation for the marriage conference, and we just felt like the content that um, we had we had put together was so important that we couldn't let it go to waste. So that's what we're doing in these next several episodes is we're going to take that great content, that rich biblical principle, and we're going to apply that in these episodes. And we're so excited to have Chad's wife, Sadie, with us. Um, We're going to get into just so much good things that pertain to marriage, and it's going to be so much fun to listen to how Chad and Sadie sort of um, deal with these specific topics in their marriage and how it's so applicable, even as a pastor and a pastor's wife, how even they struggle with the same things that you know, everyday people struggle with. Yeah, it was a little bit intimidating to me because we had so many marriages on this marriage conference that were 30 years in, 40 years in. We had one couple who had been married over 50 years. I told her, I said, just imagine if you had killed him the first time you wanted to, you would have already been out on parole. (laughs) But Sadie and I have been married at the time of this recording. We've been married 12 years. And uh, matter of fact, last weekend was just our anniversary. So we were able to do the marriage conference and then the very next weekend celebrate our 12-year anniversary. So even though uh, we've only been married 12 years, it's it's a bit intimidating to be teaching this kind of content to couples who, you know, they've uh, they've uh, been married 30, 40, 50 years. But the thing that makes it different is this is not, uh, these are not our opinions. Uh, this, what we're going to share with you through this series, these are timeless truths. These are principles that are out of God's word. And one of the things that blows me away about scripture is how even though this was written centuries ago, I'm talking thousands of years ago, what it says to men, what it says to women is as relevant today in our culture, in our society, in our day as it was thousands of years ago. For example, scripture says in 1 Peter 3.7 that men need to be understanding toward their wives. Isn't that an issue with us men? Yeah. 
uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 19, Scripture says, Men, do not be harsh with your wives. Isn't that a struggle with men? And it says, Women, you need to respect your husbands. Isn't that the greatest need of men even today in the 21st century? And so, and, and same to men. Scripture says that men are to love their wives and care for them. That means, that word care means to make the wife feel secure to make her feel warm, comforted. Our needs throughout the centuries have never changed. And that's why Scripture, no matter what culture the setting is, or no matter what generation or what age it's in, Scripture is relevant. And that's why a marriage like mine and Sadie that's been up and going for 12 years can still share these principles, even to couples that's been married 40 plus years because the principles hold true. Yeah. Some of the things that we're going to talk about, it it's going to feel weird and maybe your opinion doesn't match, but I heard a great quote that said, if your opinion doesn't match, match scripture, then your opinion is wrong. So when we hear verses that say, that says wives submit to your husbands, I think in today's culture where feminism is on the rage, it's hard for us to hear that and take that in. But we're going to give you some good godly principles to live by that makes marriage work That's and right. makes marriage godly, that, that mimics the Trinity. That's right. And even in premarital counseling, I'm always quick to remind ladies, the Bible says, wives, submit to your own husbands. It doesn't say women submit to men. It says wives be submissive to your own husbands as you are unto the Lord. So we're, we're going to unpack all of this and uh, throughout these episodes, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to see exactly what you're saying, Sadie, to see even though culture says one thing, uh, Scripture is paramount. And this is God's blueprint, this is God's design, and when we do it God's way, boy, it works. So Chad, let's talk about that. Uh, what is the difference between the blueprint that God gives us for marriage and the brochure that the world wants to give us for marriage? Well, I think that's one thing that we have to understand in our culture is that the world, and what I mean by the world, I mean the culture and its standards, they're trying to sell us a bill of goods that is false. And, you know, just like you cannot build uh, a house, you cannot build a building, you most certainly cannot build a marriage, and you cannot build a family off of a brochure. In order to build correctly, and those of you that you've built a house before, you know how important blueprints are. You, you cannot build something off of a brochure. You have to build off of a blueprint, and a blueprint is going to tell you step for step what you're to do. Right now, we are in a major renovation phase in our church, and months and months ago, probably half a year ago, when we started down this process, I went to the city to see, you know, what kind of permits are we going to have to pull, and what is it really going to take? The city, to my surprise, told us, you know, you're a commercial building, even though you're a church, you're considered commercial, and you're going to have to hire an architect. Well, I just thought that was ludicrous. And I said, why do we have to hire an architect when we can bring in the best people, in my opinion, the company who's doing the drywall, the company that's doing the HVAC, the company that's doing the, uh, the, the, yeah, the electricians. I mean, in my estimation, they're the best of the best. 
And I asked the city inspector, I said, why do we have to pay out money to an architect when we're bringing in the best people? And I'll never forget what he told me. He said, Chad, here's what you're not seeing in that <laughs> a pun to a blind man. <laughs> he said, here's what you're not seeing, Chad. He said, even if you bring in the best, when you show them or tell them what you want, they're still in their head. They're doing what they think is right in their head. He said, when you have a definitive set of blueprints, then everyone's on the same playing field. Everyone is working off of the exact same plan. And as we began to plan for this marriage conference, uh, it really hit me. Even good Christian couples, even couples that love God and desire to glorify God, often this is what we do in our marriages. We're building our lives. We're building our, our parenting skills. We're building our homes, our families, our marriages. We're doing it out of what we think in our head is right or good. And that goes into how you were raised and what you saw growing up and what your spouse saw growing up. And that's why sometimes I think we're, we get this thing off of the biblical principle than what it should be on because we're going based in our heads what we see. No, when we do God's blueprint, then both the husband and both the wife, we are on the same playing field. We're on the same set of blueprints, and that's when we can build to God's glory. So let's all get on the same page here, the same blueprint right now. Uh, we're going to be in Ephesians 5, and I'm just going to read verse 21, and this is just going to set the tone for us. And it says, submitting to one another out of the reverence of Christ. What a great scripture. So Sadie made mention of it just a moment ago, how feminism in our culture has a huge issue with the next verse, which says, wives, submit to your own husbands. But what very few people ever point out, what most people never see in the Bible, is the verse above it. What verse is that, 21? 21. Ephesians 5, 21. Submitting to one another in reverence or out of respect to Christ. This is what we mean by God's blueprint. This is what we mean by the title of the episode, Align to the Design. The only way that your marriage is going to be on the right foot, the only way that your marriage is going to be a God-glorifying, a Christ-exalting, a biblical marriage is when Christ is the center. When you put Christ in his rightful place in your marriage and Christ is the center, then you're going to be able to do exactly what this blueprint, exactly what this design says you are to do. And that is, first off, submit to one another. In our marriage, Sadie's role is not solely to submit to my authority or my leadership. We are to submit to one another. And how does that work? When Christ is our center, I'm not going to seek my own agenda. She's not going to seek her own agenda. It's not going to be a tug of war in our relationship of me trying to get my way and her trying to get her way. We are both equally going to bow our heads and going to bow our knee to the lordship of Jesus in our home. Isn't that a wonderful design? Yeah. Um, it, and it's not about, and we're going to get into another podcast and about this later, but it's about 
serving one another and what that and what that looks like in um, in your relationship and serving and submitting go hand in hand. And so what the brochure of the world would have us think in our marriages is follow your heart. You do what makes you happy. You make your, you know, your happiness is dependent on the other person, not your happiness is dependent on the Lord. Because where does joy come from? It comes from the Lord. But the brochure would tell us that our joy and our happiness is supposed to come from our spouse. Yeah, and a lot of times it'll the world will say, you deserve better. You deserve this and this and this. And, and um, follow your heart is a big one. Don't ever follow your heart. It's so bad. Scripture says it is deceitfully wicked. Oh, it is. It's self-serving, and mm. that's and that's not the direction we go. When I do marriage counseling, the two things that I cringe at that so many people tell me, they tell me, one, I want to follow my heart, and exactly what you said, it, it, that, is, that will set you up for every curveball that Satan can throw your way. And I'm telling you, you'll swing and you'll miss it every single time. The second thing that people tell me is God just wants me to be happy. No. Friends, that is a brochure of the world. And I'm telling you, it's deception. God wants you to be holy. Yeah. And God knows that holiness leads to joy and happiness. And, and let me share this with you because many people don't understand this. And if you're someone that you've been entertaining this idea that God just wants you happy, let me tell you, God's not near as concerned about happiness as he is joy. Uh, Sadie and I have got, at the time of this recording, we've had four kids. At the time of future recordings, we will only have four kids. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> so our quiver is full. But at the time of this recording, our two girls are 10 and getting ready to turn eight. And our two boys are four and two. And let me tell you, if our number one job as parents, and you know this uh, with your children, if our job as parents were to make kids happy, I, our house would be in shambles, right? <laughs> our goal is not to make our children happy. Our goal is to give our children an incredible childhood full of joy. But with that comes discipline, and with that comes responsibilities. And listen, God's, God's, He's the same with us. God's concern is not making you happy in the moment. You know why? Because happiness depends on happenings. It depends on just how things are happening right now at the moment. No, let me tell you what God wants to give you, my friends. He wants to give you the fruit of joy. Joy transcends happiness. With joy, it doesn't matter how things are happening in your life. It doesn't matter if you and your spouse are on the same page right now. It doesn't matter if there's conflict or tension. It doesn't matter if you're out of work right now or if you don't have enough money to make ends meet right now. It doesn't matter if you're suffering from depression or isolation right now. Let me tell you, joy transcends all of life's circumstances. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know me, I know what I'm talking about. Because a few years ago, I went completely blind. And if my happiness, if the happiness of our marriage, if the happiness of our family depended on life circumstances, we would be most miserable. Right, Sadie? Absolutely. But it doesn't depend on happenings. 
And it doesn't depend on the circumstances or the season of life that we're in. Our joy comes from Jesus. And that's why we were joyful with eyesight. And that's why we're joyful today without eyesight. Because it's centered on Christ. Because Christ is the center. So don't fall for this fake, for this phony brochure that the world says you deserve this. Or God's being mean to you. Or... God only wants you to be happy or whatever. No, go back to the blueprint. Get back to the design. And when you align your heart and you align your marriage and your home to God's design, it's going to bring a joy that the Bible says is inexpressible and full of joy. And like Pastor Eric said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And you'll be amazed at the strength that God brings into your marriage and into your family. And you may be in a season right now where your marriage feels very hopeless. Um, Maybe your spouse isn't someone who knows the Lord. Maybe you don't. And I want to be very crystal clear when I say this. You have a responsibility. If If you want to honor the Lord with your marriage, you have a responsibility, according to the blueprint, to serve your spouse. And I've done marriage counseling and I've talked to people who, who want to say, well, when he does this, I'll do this. Or when she does this, I'll do this. Or because she does this, or because he does this, this is how I respond. Well, I want to tell you, according to God's word, your responsibility, what God is calling on you to do is to serve, to submit yourself first to the Lord and then to your spouse. And I promise you, if you commit yourself to first the Lord and then understanding what it is to serve your spouse, God is going to take care of you. He is going to enrich your life. He is going to work miraculous things in your marriage. And it may not be in a way that you expect, and it may not be a way that you want, but it will be in the way that glorifies God the most, as long as you first submit yourself to the Lord, and second, submit yourself to your spouse in service out of, what does Ephesians 5.21 tell us? Out of reverence to Christ. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion today. I think it's been a great conversation around aligning our marriages to God's design because after all, God is the creator. He is the designer. He created the home. He created marriage. He created the family long before he ever created the church. And God loves your family. God loves your marriage. And in the next episode... We're going to talk about the keys to unlocking a greater marriage. So I hope you'll join us for that. We're going to talk about what it means to really leave and cleave because that's what God tells us to do. And when we do these things God's way, boy, God's idea of marriage, his picture of marriage, his vision for marriage, it works in my life and your life.